All right, we're going to read from Mark chapter 10 in the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, and then Luke. So Mark chapter 10, very famous story. If you um, need a Bible, it's, there's some Bibles in the pews, so you can uh, grab one of those. Mark 10, 46 to uh, 52. A very famous story. All right. You guys there? Should I wait a little bit? Okay. Mark 10, 46 to 52. Now they came to Jericho. That's Jesus and his disciples. They came to Jericho. Um, as he went out of Jericho, now just a little bit of a background. Jesus now is going to Jerusalem where he is going to be crucified. On the way to Jerusalem, he's passing by Jericho. And when he's leaving that city, um, he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude. Um, with his disciples and a great multitude. Um, as he went out from the city with his disciples uh, and a great multitude, blind Partimaus, the son of Timaus, sat by the road begging. So as Jesus leaving that city with his disciples and a great crowd, there was a blind man, a beggar. His name was Partimaus. Uh, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more. So Jesus stood still, commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, teacher, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And look at this. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Amen. So the background again is that Jesus was going to Jerusalem and... Pretty much this is his last trip. He's going to Jerusalem where he's going to be crucified. He passes by the city or the town that is called Jericho. He's leaving that on the way to Jerusalem. Great crowd with him. And the Bible says that there was a beggar, a blind beggar at the side of the road. His name was Bartimaeus. And when he heard that this is Jesus of Nazareth, I'm just imagining the situation here, you know. A guy sitting at the side of the road, and all of a sudden, he, he can't see a thing, but all of a sudden, massive noises, and a lot of, you know, people walking. He's grabbing somebody walking, and he's like, hey, what's going on? And then he said, oh, it's Jesus of Nazareth, and he's passing by. And when, when Bartimaeus heard that this is Jesus of Nazareth, my gosh, he, it hit him. This is Jesus who does the miracles. He's the one who can open my eyes. And he started crying out, Jesus, son of, uh, son of David, have mercy on me. And the people start shutting him up. He's like, just stop, be quiet. But the Bible says that as the more they try to stop him, the harder he starts crying, the louder he starts crying. To the point that 
Jesus heard him and stood still. Okay? Just let me pause here. This is the book of Mark, okay? Just an FYI. The book of Mark, Jesus is portrayed as the servant of God. And the, the most common word in that book, anybody knows? Immediately. This is a very common word in that book. Even right here, we say Jesus healed him immediately. He received his sight. So the whole book is immediately Jesus did that, immediately left, immediately went there, immediately did this miracle. And you're going to see the word immediately a lot. So the whole book is Jesus is the servant of God on the go so he can do the purpose of God. Yet, Bartimaeus in that story cried out so hard that this is the only time in the whole Gospels that we read that Jesus stopped. Jesus, the Son of God, stood still when he heard the cries of Bartimaeus. And he's like, bring him here. So they brought him to Jesus. And then Jesus like, what would you want me to do? And he's like, just, I need to see. Right to the point. I like that guy. Right to the point. I want to see. Jesus said, your faith has made you well. Immediately, Bartimaeus received his uh, recovery of sight, and he started following Jesus on the way, all the way to the cross as well, because Jesus was going to Jerusalem. So what I want to share with you today, I want to highlight... Uh, three things that the blind man saw, okay? Three things that the blind man saw in our story, okay? Number one, he saw his need, okay? Number two, he saw his Savior. And number three, he saw his chance. He saw his opportunity, okay? So let's uh, go over it again. Make sure I I know you guys are going to be following me. What is the first thing he say? He, he saw. He saw his need. And number two, he saw his savior. And number three, he saw his chance. He saw the opportunity. So let's start with number one. He saw his need. That's what we read in verse 51. When, when finally he got to be in front of Jesus, Jesus was like, what do you want me to do for you? I just love his answer. Right to the point, he's like, I want to receive my sight. This is it. You guys remember in, in John chapter 5 when the, the, the paralyzed man was at the, at the pool and they brought him to Jesus. He's like, what do you want me to do for you? Same question. And this man went on a long story. Hey, you know, I'm trying to jump in the pool, but every time I do it, somebody jumps ahead of me. And he's going on and on and on in this long story. But that's not the case here with Bartimaeus. He doesn't waste time, you know, talking about how bad his situation is. He knew he's in front of the Son of God. He knew that he needed his eyes to be open. And once Jesus said, what do you want? He said, just give me my sight back. This is my most desperate need that I would receive my sight. And guess what happened to him? He received that sight. Bartimaeus knew his need. And he cried out right away, I want that. And you know what? When we... This is, I, for, for me, this is the hardest thing for us as humans in our relationship with God. We are so arrogant and so prideful that we don't want to admit that we have need. You talk with people about the gospel. And the, for me, the most common reason why people reject to accept the gospel, they don't think they need a savior. Oh, I'm good. I can't be that bad. You know, I'm better than my neighbor who's doing this and that. Yesterday, I was talking to a guy here, and I was telling him, you know, um, we broke the law of God. And when you stand before God, the judge, he's going to judge sin. And he's like, oh, it can't be that bad. God will let it go. 
Well, he can't because he's a righteous and holy God. He's not going to let your sin go unpunished. He will punish sin. He's like, no, I'm just happy the way I am and I don't even believe the Bible and all this stuff. And he doesn't see his need. He doesn't see that he is in deep trouble with a holy and righteous God because he has broken his law. And any earthly judge will never let the guilty go free. He has to uphold the letter of the law. How much more a holy and just God when we stand before him one day, we already have broken his law. We have absolutely zero hope. And that's our most desperate need. That we are wrong with God. We are wrong in his sight. We broke his law and he's going to punish our sin. And this is our massive need. But a lot of people don't want to see that. Don't want to see this massive need for a savior. Massive need to be made right with God. Jesus said this. Jesus said the spirit of the Lord God is upon me, for he has anointed me to do what? To preach the gospel to the poor. Preach the good news to the poor. When Jesus says the poor, he's not talking about those who are financially poor. He's talking about those who are needy. People who know, oh, I need to be saved. I need to be delivered. I need to be healed. But I cannot do it on my own. Those people are the ones who are going to take the most advantage of who Jesus is and what he can do. And unless we come to the realization that we need Jesus, we are desperate for him, we can't do it on our own, guess what? It's not going to happen. Even for us as a congregation, not just salvation, even for us as a congregation, the reason we don't pray, and I'm including myself, I'm guilty, I can't improve a lot. The reason I don't pray as hard is because I don't see the need as much. It's a matter of heart, not a matter of time, not a matter of convenience. You always make time for what you want to do. And the, need, the reason why, as a, for me personally, or maybe as a congregation, we don't pray as hard as we should, we don't see the massive need for the gospel outside. Bartimaeus was different. He knew that there is a need and he saw his need. And once he stood before Jesus, like, just give me my sight back. And guess what happened to him? He received the recovery of sight. Amen? When you know your need and humbly come to God and say, I can't do it, but you can. He will do it for you. But as long as you have any arrogance in you or prideful that you're going to say, I can't manage some, God is not going to do it for you. Because you can do it. You're saying, I can do it. Okay, do it. You know, I was, I was in Kenya back in uh, 2013. And one, one night we went to a crusade. And there is this evangelist. His name is Daniel Kolenda. He was preaching in a crusade. Amazing, amazing move of God. And he was talking about that verse in Romans chapter 10. That says, um, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Okay. And he was saying, I've never thought about it this way, but it really made a lot of sense. When, he's, when the Bible says, this is him saying, not me, okay, him saying. When, God, when the Bible says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord, it's not like, you know, you're at the end of the hall and I'm saying, hey, Brother Wayne, I'm calling on you, come here, help me with this or that. It's not like that. What he was saying is, the, 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 the background or the situation here, it's more like somebody drowning in the sea and they're about to lose their life at any moment. They have been struggling to trying to stay afloat and they can't. And finally they see a boat and there's a friend that they know on that boat and they just cry with every last breath they have. Say, 
Friend, come and help me. And that call upon that friend in that desperate, dire situation is what going to get the friend to come and help them. And then he's saying this is the same thing that the scripture is trying to convey here. When the scriptures say, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord, it's when you're desperate. When you know that you know that you know that this might be your last breath, your last hope, your last chance. And you cry out his holy name, but you have a desperate need in your heart. That's when the Lord will come in and save you. If you're comfortable and think you can do it, you can manage it, you can call in the name of the Lord as much as you want. Guess what? You're still going to be the same. Because God look in your heart. And if in your heart you know that you have a desperate need and you cannot do it in your own, just like Bartimaeus. He didn't think he can open his own eyes. And that's why he knew that it has to be Jesus who do it for him. And his need for that Savior made him cry out even more in spite of every person who was trying to stand in his way. Amen? Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord, but you're desperate to be saved. You know that your sin is going to lead you to his judgment. You know you can break the, the bondage of any addiction when you're desperate that much. Salvation is very simple. Listen to this. Salvation is very simple if you are very desperate. Does that make sense? Salvation is very simple if you are very desperate. We all can call that on our lives. So at least most of us can. At some point, when you called out the name of God, but in your heart of hearts, you were sincere. You were genuine. You were real. I know my story when I was 12 years old. And the preacher was speaking about God's judgment on sin. And he scared me. And I just cried out to God. But my heart was in the right place. I was like, God, I know I'm going to die. I know I'm going to go to hell. But I don't want to. Come and change me. And because I called on his holy name, but in my heart of hearts, I knew that I cannot do it. And I'm desperate for him to come and save me. The moment I saw my need, he came into my heart and changed me. Amen? And the God who did it for me, the God who did it for Bartimaeus, is willing to do it for every single one of us. He's willing to do it for us even as a congregation, as far as his move, his Holy Spirit to come and visit us. Amen? Bartimaeus, though he was blind, he saw his need. But number two, he also saw his Savior. So in the story, many people were trying to put him down, make him to stop. But he cried out even the more. And he's saying, son of David, have mercy on me. You know, there's two people who call Jesus son of David in, in the Gospels. That's one of them. Pop quiz. Anybody knows who's the second one? It's the Syrophoenician woman, the Gentile, when her um, daughter was demon-possessed and she wanted Jesus to heal her. She's the second person who said, Jesus, son of David. Son of David. Bartimaeus know, know his Savior, knew his Savior. He saw that he is the one who can save me. He is the son of David. Now, listen to this. In the Old Testament, we see that they're being raised a couple of times. But we don't see any blind people receive recovery of sight in the Old Testament ever. Except one incident. Anybody recalls? Elisha, the prophet. When the, army, the, the Syrian army came to surround him, he prayed that God will blind their eyes. And then he led them into the city of Samaria. And then he prayed that God will open their eyes. That's the only incident in the whole Old Testament that we see or read that somebody is actually receiving a recovery of sight. And it wasn't like somebody born blind and then they got received the recovery of sight. It was 
a very specific narrow incidence. They just got blinded so they can get into the wall of the city and they received their sight there. So it was very uh, limited in the scope of why they received that recovery of sight, okay? As a matter of fact, in the book of Psalms, Psalm 146, verse 8, this is what the Bible says. The Lord opened the eyes of the blind. The Lord raises those who are bowed down. The Lord loved the righteous. So in Psalm 146, we read that the Lord opened the eyes of the blind. So in the Jewish mindset, they know that even though prophets of God can raise the dead through the power of God, but in a way, they have this background that opening the eyes of the blind is only reserved to God. He's the only one who can do it, okay? And we don't see any incidents in the Old Testament of people receiving recovery of sight till, till God himself come in flesh and dwell among us. And his name was Jesus. And then all of a sudden, blind people's eyes are being opened all the time. Amen? We read about that in John chapter 9. The guy who was born blind, Jesus opened his eyes, didn't he? Right? We read about that in Mark chapter 8. Jesus went to Bethsaida. There was a guy there blind. Jesus takes him out. Pray for him. He sees the men as trees walking. Pray for him again. He received recovery of sight. And then we read about that. I think it's in Matthew 15. When the Bible say, um, Matthew 15, correct. When the Bible say that they brought tons of crowds for him. And some were lame, some were deaf, some were blind, and then all got healed. The blind received the recovery of sight. So much so that when the disciples of John the Baptist came and they asked Jesus, are you the one? He's like, go tell John the Baptist what you see. The lame walk, the deaf hear, and the blind see. All the blind at that time were receiving recovery of sight because Jesus was healing the blind. And I believe honestly that this is the background when Bartimaeus heard that Jesus, now remember, this is the very end of Jesus' ministry. He's going to Jerusalem to be crucified. So chances are all these incidences have already happened at that point. So Bartimaeus knew that the only one he heard, he probably heard all these stories. You know, a person tells a person and finally it comes to Bartimaeus' attention that, hey, there's someone called Jesus of Nazareth. He's the one who opened, he has opened so many blind eyes and he's the one who can do it. And I can imagine that for me, maybe month and month or maybe years, a couple of years, that Bartimaeus was just saying, oh man, how can I even get hold of that Jesus? Because I know if I, he can just see me, if he can talk to me, I know he can open my eyes. But too bad, I'm blind, I'm a beggar, I can't go to him ever. And then that day, when he starts hearing the crowds passing by, he's like, who is it? What is going on? He's like, this is Jesus of Nazareth. And it clicked with him. This is the one who can open the blind eyes. And he starts crying out to him. And all what he was saying, Jesus, son of David, you're the Messiah. You're the one who can do it. Son of David, have mercy on me. And guess what? He eventually received his recovery of sight. And Jesus, the Son of God, did have mercy on him. Amen? And friends, I have some good news for you today. That very Jesus who opened the eyes of Bartimaeus in that story, that very Jesus who can save, deliver, and heal is alive and, is alive and will today. Even better, he's right here, right now, and he's passing by just like in the days of, of Bartimaeus in that story. He's right here, right now. He's eager to deliver. He's eager to heal. He's eager to save. He's right here, 
right now. If anybody here is bound by guilt and the shame of sin, Jesus, the Son of God, is here right now. He can take that away. Amen? If anyone here is bound by the bondage and the chains of sin, Jesus, the Deliverer, is here right now, and He can break every yoke of the enemy. Amen? If anybody struggles with sicknesses and disease, Jesus, the Son of David, the Messiah, the Healer, is here right now. And He can set you free and heal you from every sickness and disease. Amen? Jesus, the Savior, is right here, right now. The question is, are you going to be like Bartimaeus and cry out to Him and say, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Or, or... We're going to be prideful a little bit and say, hey, we'll do that next, a different time. Amen? He saw his, what did we say so far? He saw his need. He saw his savior. And finally, he saw his chance, his opportunity. This is my time. Bartimaeus saw that. And boy, was he right. Because once again, Jesus was going to Jerusalem to be crucified. If Bartimaeus would not persistent, if he would have given in, if he would have said, well, he's leaving Jericho, maybe I can catch him on the way back or when he's going back to Galilee or something. If he would have thought this way, if he, if he would have thought that he can postpone his healing for another day, guess what? There would be no other day. Because Jesus was going to be crucified, and this is it. This was his one and last, one and only and last chance ever to receive the recovery of sight. And he was so desperate that even though people were trying to shut him up and make him quiet, he cried out even the more. When his clothes was hindering him from reaching out to Jesus, he left it. Now think, he's a beggar. He doesn't have much. That's probably all what he has. But he didn't think that all what he has worth nothing compared to receiving his recovery of sight. And he cried out to saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And when he got to Jesus, he said, give me my sight back. And Jesus did it for him. He said, this is my time. This is my chance. And this is the time I can be healed. Amen? And I can only imagine when people are trying to shut him down. It's like, just shut up, man. He's not listening to you. He's on the way to Jerusalem. He's the, the busiest preacher of our time. He's not going to have time. Imagine a homeless guy in our time, okay? Probably never showered for God knows how long. Blind on top of that. Just does come of the society at that time. Nobody would even pay any attention to him. I honestly believe the reason people were shutting him up because they didn't think he deserved anything. He just doesn't need or deserve anything. He just needs to be the way he is. But he knew that this is his time. He knew that if he just can cry out a little bit harder, if he can just cry out a little bit more so that Jesus, the son of David, can pay attention to him and just stand before him, he knew that this would be his day to receive the recovery of sight. Amen? Amen. And I have to tell you, God's grace, his love, and his mercy is not an open-ended invitation. This is scary. Let me say it again. God's grace, mercy, and love is not an open-ended invitation. God loves us, and He doesn't want none to perish. We talked about that before. But guess what? He's not going to wait forever. Any of our lives can end at any given day. 
That's why the Bible doesn't say in vain that today is a day of salvation. The Bible doesn't say tomorrow is a day of salvation. It's right here and it's right now is a day of salvation. The Bible say today, right now, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Don't give God a deaf ear and a stiff neck because now is the time of salvation. You don't know if you're going to be here tomorrow to hear God again. Bartimaeus did not waste his one and only and even last chance to receive his recovery of sight. Amen? If you're here today and you know you're not, being, you're not right with God, guess what? God is willing to change you. God is willing to forgive you. He doesn't care. Once again, this guy was the worst of the society at that time. Yet the Son of God stood still for him. Jesus doesn't despise nobody. But in the same time, his grace is not an open-ended invitation. He's not going to wait for you as long as you want. You don't know when will be your last time to hear this message of the gospel. Today is a day of salvation. Now is an acceptable time. Amen? Amen. So what did Bartimaeus the blind saw? He saw his need, his Savior, and his time. And then the Bible says that once he received the recovery of sight, he followed Jesus in the way. And this is what Jesus does. He doesn't just give you recovery of sight. He'll make you his disciple. You'll follow him all the way. Once again, notice that Bartimaeus could not heal his own self. He could not open his own eyes. Jesus did everything for him. What did Bartimaeus have to do? All what he had to do is just cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. But guess what? The reason why Jesus did it for him is that he meant it. He really meant it. He really needed mercy from Jesus. Amen? Let's all close our eyes and pray.